This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. What I want to know is is when Sam Cooke says you send me, the fuck does that even mean? Like, what, what, where are they sending him? I have a theory. What's that? There are these people in Final Fantasy X called Senders. Right. And they send the spirits of the dead to the next world. Maybe Sam Cooke is the secret inventor of Final Fantasy X, and that song is about the game. You just punched the table. Why did you do that? You are very, you're very excited about this. I'm sorry, table. Is this a new, when did you come up with this theory? Just now. Right now? Yes, spur of the moment. Okay. You send me out of the fucking room running. Okay. What does it even mean, you send me? The world may never know. No, this is not a, this is a real question. What does it, what does it even mean? What does it mean? He says, you send me. He says, you throw me. I know what you throw me means. Maybe like f- you send me up a wall. You drive me crazy. Something like that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that's a, that's a real answer. Gotcha. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And today, I am Bonaparte Nintendo Bud. I thought you were permanently Jackson Wells. Wait, that's my name? Permanently Jackson Wells? Wait, I thought that was your permanent name. Oh. I thought that was the name we were riding with. No, 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 no. Alright, Bonaparte, that, let's 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 go. The name that I went with that day was permanently uh, Jackson Wells. Did the name Jackson get too popular for you? Because it is, for 2018, the most popular boy's name. Jackson? Jackson, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bonaparte Nintendo Butt. All right, Bonaparte. That's my name. I'm going to call you Boney. Is that okay? That's fine. All right, Boney. So, Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke. I love him. He's great. Sam Cooke is, is wonderful. Uh, I, I grew up on the oldies, so um, I've always heard... Uh, Cupid, and You Send Me, and all those Rod Stewart songs. that uh, <laughs> Having a party? <laughs> yeah. Well, great. that's the one you kind of lifted from Sam Cooke. Well, not lifted, sampled, covered. Rod Stewart could have been the white Sam Cooke, but that hair. <laughs> that hair really fucked him over. Well, I mean, and, and hair was a big thing for Sam Cooke, because back then, like, everybody put the product in, and you they tr- like, a lot of black entertainers tried to make their hair look white. Yeah. Where Sam Cooke and we learned this in that remastered uh, documentary that's on Netflix. He was one of the first people to really popularize the afro. Yeah. Yeah, they were saying about, like, uh, his mom. His mom was, like, f- like <laughs> flipping the fuck out because he went on there with a fro. And he was like, no, this is, like, this is my hair. Yeah, like, this, this, is, yeah. this is a representation of who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, that remastered series so far, I, we've, we've watched two of them. And uh, they've both been phenomenal. Yeah, if you have Netflix, it's uh, it's it's definitely worth a, a watch. And uh, you could kind of get that sense for Sam Cooke that he grew up in this very like traditional upbringing because they're talking about how and him and a lot of black artists at the time had that 
um, they had that kind of trepidation about doing rock music and doing more because it was literally you were either doing gospel music, the Lord's music, which he started in, or you were doing the devil's music, which rock and roll was supposed to be the devil's music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they said that it was like, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was like, but you know, they're talking about the Lord's music. It's like, but the devil's music makes you dance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much a cool. And even like his first like rock record, rock and roll record, he even used like a different name, didn't he? Like Sam something. Used, uh, it was like Dean Cook. Dean Cook, that was it. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't want people recognizing that it was him. Yeah. It's like, but you're using the same last name. Well, and that, but that when he, and then he added an E to the end. He of added an E for was it? I think he was born C O O K. Right. Uh, he added it for like some like spunk or something. <laughs> yeah, I hate spunk. I hate Spock. <laughs> uh, but I do not hate Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke, man, it, yeah, he's he's great. So I I'd always, for for whatever reason, thought that Sam Cooke was... Um, Sam Moore. Yeah, Sam Moore from Sam and Dave. Um, but I grew up I grew up on his music, man. I, I, I grew up on all of that. But what's crazy is, is being a white dude never realized that, that his, like, almost crooning style when he... When he's singing, you send me, uh, and, and it was, it was great to learn, by the way, how he developed his style because he couldn't hit the high notes. He couldn't right? hit the high, high notes as high as this older guy that was in the, in the, in the group that they showed in, in the remaster series. And so he would, he would try to hit it and his voice would flutter down and it just became like his patented sound. Yeah. Like, like a lot of sing- singers like that did have their signature and that was his, his, uh, his voice is unmistakable. Um, we 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 talked about it last night. If he were on the Mask Singer, yeah, it, it would be like like right now on that show. How everybody knows that one B is Gladys Knight. Yeah, everybody would know Sam Cooke. Yeah, it's, it's like an oh, unmistakable oh, voice. Oh, hey Sam, uh, you're <laughs> Sam Cooke. Please sit down. Uh, <laughs> please unmask right now because you're Sam Cooke. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's like if Eminem were rapping, it'd be like uh, Eminem. You are Eminem. So the masked rapper, that's an idea. Yeah. Oh man, that would be good. The masked rapper. The masked rapper. Just work rappers into that show. Well, they have T Pain on there. Well, he's not a rapper. He was an R and B. Yeah. That's right. Why? Why did I even bring up T Pain? No idea. He's actually one of my favorites on there. Wait, well, yeah, there's only three left, and he's one of them. He's doing well. Yeah, just because they they knew that they like like cert like why would you unmask? I'm sorry, I don't want to make this about uh it's just it kind of annoyed me that they unmasked rumor willis because like she was actually one of the better singers on there well i think it's an audience vote on that show is it really though because they could tell you it's an audience yeah vote. is it true. really an audience yeah. vote you know because the audience could vote for somebody else and they probably can't even tell what who they really voted for so the whole thing could be you know it's all wrestling anyway most of the people we're going to be talking about today it's going to be like singer centric and most of their murders were either unsolved or, in the case of Sam Cooke, the person who did it never really faced justice. So, if you don't know what happened, Sam Cooke um, was at a bar. He was drinking. He was with some friends. Left with a known Hollywood hooker. Um, what was her name? Uh, Boyer. Alicia Boyer? Yeah, I believe so. Leaves with Alicia Boyer. Alisa Boyer. I think they kept saying Alicia, though, in, yeah. the, in the documentary. So I'm going to go with Alicia uh, as the pronunciation. So as the pronunciation, because I can't, I can't pronounce. Pronunciation. Pro- pronunciation? That's how they would say it in England. Pronunciation, because yeah. you do pronounce. You don't pronounce. Yeah. Wow, it's weird. Yeah. 
It's like uh, in Philly, we say radiator. But what does a radiator do? It radiates. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, so he is at this bar. He leaves the bar. He's flashing around a lot of money at this bar, too. Yeah, he had, what, like five, ten grand in his pocket? I, I think so. Five grand. And we're talking about, like, this isn't five grand. In, and even in 2019, like, if you see somebody at bar flashing around five grand, you're like, wow, this is 1964 money. Right. Like, five grand is like... This is a this is a black man in 1964 money. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a different. It's a different. If you're a white man flashing around five ten thousand dollars, it's one thing. But you're a black man doing it mm, in the 1960s. In the 60s, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is not the best time to be doing something like that. Same I mean, it was L.A. and that's like maybe a little, but yeah. yes. Well, Sam Cooke is also a fearless man. Doesn't give a shit. Uh, so he leaves the bar with this known Hollywood hooker. Uh, Alicia Boyer, and they head to the uh, Motel Hacienda. They go to the Hacienda. Now, according to Boyer, uh, he got extremely violent with her, grabbed her, threw her down on a bed, was trying to rape her. She says that she knew that he was going to rape her. Right, and also according to Boyer, she said that he told her to take her home, and he said, I want to take you... uh, See, he said, don't worry now, I just want to go for a little ride. Right. And he stroked her hair and told her how pretty he was and drove her to this hotel. How pretty she was. Yeah. I mean, we know he was pretty. Yeah, he was... Yeah. But he, he didn't yeah. stroke her hair and say, I am so pretty. Because that's what... <laughs> that's, that's what serial killers do. A little Richard would do that, yeah. too. I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. Shut up. <laughs> Dear Slim. There's another guy. I mean, he's older now and he wouldn't be on a show like that because he's in his 90s now. But little Richard just had an unmistakable voice. How the fuck is he still alive? How he good living, I guess. How's he still alive? That guy, because he was, he was when I when I was a kid. By the way, loved him and Chuck Berry. Yeah, because Little Richard had that like. That's why I just yelled, "Shut up!" He had that like. He he cultivated that personality later. He was very like flamboyant. Yeah. Just had that very. Well, well like, we heard him say, "We heard him say, shut up a bunch of times." And then we came up with this thing where he was doing like a like a slim shade, like like Stan. Mm-hmm. I remember this. This is what like twenty years it ago. It was whenever like Eminem was getting uh, was under fire for the anti gay stuff, and then he was he did Stan with Elton John. Yeah, right. So this is early two thousands. Uh, that was like what two thousand two, two thousand three, somewhere around that. Something and, like that. Yeah. And we had this this little thing where it was like, "Dear Slim, shut up." It was like. <laughs> For whatever reason, we just wanted to pair Eminem with Little Richard, yeah. which should have happened, by the way. Um, have you seen him recently? Little Richard, no. Yeah, he's, he looks so different. Like, he, he got... Not, not just because he's old, but he got rid of, like, the signature hair. Oh, really? And yeah. stuff like that. I think he's doing more church stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so, he, yeah, he, got, he kind of... Well, he is with age. He is with age. That is, by the way, a filthy commoner saying. <laughs> uh, uh, myself, Brian, and Nate... Uh, our buddy Nate, uh, who will uh, be on an, uh, an upcoming episode. When I say upcoming, I mean we're, we're probably a few months. So yeah, we still have we have a, a lot of episodes lined up. Um, but our buddy Nate will be on one, and uh, so we are collectively are called the Filthy Commoners, and um, we always play this game Rocket League, and there's the autofill thing. So when we end the game, instead of just putting good game, we will autofill like uh word salads or, or yeah. um what, what's the just uh, using the autofill like uh like just non sequiturs non sequiturs that's um, what i was looking for yeah here. and so we keep putting these things where it'll be like like i am with age from missouri or <laughs> something something stupid like mm-hmm. it's it's a non sequitur it doesn't make sense but we like saying things and then saying it out loud 
like we are in the Middle Ages. So if we were, it would be like, oh, I am with age from Missouri. Or just like single words too. Like just if we lose a game, sorrow. Sorrow. And then we'll, if we want a game, jubilation. No. 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 I mustn't. I mustn't. And what was the one with the air? I don't, I don't remember. There was something funny, but anyway. So if you hear us say with age, there you go. There's a little background, like, so you're not like, what the fuck does with age mean? But anyway, Sam, Sam go Pico back to Sam Pico. was not with age. He died quite young. He was. He was, what, 33? I believe so. He was the age 34. of Jesus. Maybe he was Jesus. Sam Cooke? Yeah. No. Mr. Rogers would have been Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Sam Cooke bigger than Jesus. Was Mr. Rogers murdered? No. No, he wasn't. Uh, maybe, cancer. maybe, maybe it was murdered like Bob Marley was murdered. <laughs> so that's we're gonna maybe talk. Somebody gave, we're gonna talk. Don't don't give that. No, do that's not. A that's, that's a teaser. That's a teaser. That's a Bob teaser Marley later. will will be coming out. So so we don't want to put. Okay, we talked about this earlier. What will we name this? This episode is gonna be called "Musicians, My Dude." Unofficially, it's "Musicians, My Dude" Part One. That's letting you know because you're listening to this. There will be a part two. I thought we were calling it "Murdered Musicians." My dude. Uh, uh, what did I just say? Musicians, my dude. Whatever. Murdered musicians, my dude. Well, what, what, we know they're murdered because it's murder, my dude. Well, not. Sometimes we talk about other stuff. Sometimes we talk about like disappearances and fake stuff, and yeah, but it's usually it's usually involved. With I just murder. like the alliteration. Okay, fine. So this is part one. There will be more. There's a lot, and Bob Marley will be uh, talked about. Also, we'll talk about proof in an upcoming episode. Yeah. But this episode, we're talking Sam Cooke. Uh, who else are we going to talk Jam about? Jam Master J. Jam Master J, who also, they have a remastered mm-hmm. thing. I know. You know what? At this point, it's like, hey, can we get back to Sam <laughs> Cook? Can we get back to the accounts? Sam Cook takes this lady, uh, Alicia uh, Boyer, Boyer, to the Motel Hacienda. She says that she knew he was going to rape her. Apparently, this is what I think happened. I think we're on the same page on this one. Okay. I think that now there's a lot of conspiracies. So so when he was when he was killed, so he was wearing what a uh, one shoe, one shoe, a like blazer, a, a blazer, and that's it. Yeah, that was it. No underwear, no mm-hmm. pants, no shirt, just a blazer and one shoe. I think what happened was this lady was hustling him. I think she knew he had this this money. Mm-hmm. She got him back to the thing, uh, to to the hotel. She threw his pants out the window with his money in it. Probably had an accomplice outside waiting to grab them. Right. And she took off Sam because he's drunk at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, his he was he was drunk when he left the bar. What was the the bar called? Did they have the name? Of yeah, it? it was called the uh, Martoni's Italian Restaurant. Martoni's. Okay. So yeah, he's he's drunk at Martoni's. He. Goes to um, the the manager's office, the hotel manager or motel manager's office, uh, and the the lady there, the clerk Bertha Franklin, fears for her life because mm-hmm. this drunken man is demanding to know where his lady friend was. Yeah, and Bertha Franklin shoots him. Bertha Franklin is the night manager. The at clerk. the Hotel Hacienda. I just said that, yeah. Right. She's an older black woman. She fears for her life that this black drunk man is demanding to know where his lady friend is. Right. 
and she shoots him. Yeah, according to the um, according to Bertha Franklin's account, uh, because um, Boyer had already left the hotel. Boyer had run out of the hotel. She tried to lock herself in the bathroom. The lock didn't work. She tried to go out the window. She said the window was like peeled shut uh, or painted shut. So she ran out. She ran out with her clothes and his clothes. And then she got dressed, left his clothes in an alleyway somewhere, which you think they would have found them. Right. I don't think they did. Mm. Um, or maybe they did, and the cops just pocketed that five grand. Mm. Who knows? Uh, but, like, so she ran away, but he went looking for her and started banging on the night manager's door and yelled, is the girl in there? And then he tried to basically knock the door down. He ba- he broke the door down, charged into the, the night manager's office where Bertha Franklin is, grabbed her. And this is according to Bertha Franklin. Obviously, right. Sam Cooke didn't get a, a way to, to give his side of the story. Uh, grabbed Bertha Franklin's wrist and said, where's the girl? They fought with each other. They had, like, a little wrestling match. And Bertha Franklin outweighed Sam Cooke by about 30 pounds. She was bigger than him. Yeah. Like, not as tall, but bigger than him. Uh, and She tried biting him, I remember. she. Well, she said that the, yeah. in the... When she was testifying, she said that she tried biting him, and they were like, "You tried biting him." She's like, "Yeah, I tried biting him through his jacket." Like they were they were fighting, and uh, yeah, because apparently he fell, and this is according to her testimony, he fell on top of her. Yeah. She tried to bite him through the jacket, scratched at him. Uh, he got up, kicked him. She got up, kicked him, ran and grabbed a pistol, a pistol off the top of the TV, and shot him three times, and two of them missed, and then the second one went right through his lung, and that was the kill shot. And the last words he said were, lady, you shot me. Right. Well, he said, lady, you shot me, but then he got up and ran at her. Yeah. And then she hit him over there with a broom handle. Right. And he, and he's, because, yeah, he got shot through the lungs, so he's, he has a little bit of air left, but he's losing and he can't get more. Yeah. And his lungs are filling up with blood. Like, usually I think they say you drown when you get shot in the lungs. Well, yeah. Because your lungs fill up with blood. Fills up with blood because fill, fill up with other fluid. Yeah. Um. But another thing is, you said she outweighed him by 30 pounds, but that's also, uh, the weight is dispersed differently in, like, the density. Of- yeah, because they got into, like, a wrestling match, and <clears throat> Sam Cooke wound up on top of her, like, yeah. in the struggle, so yeah, obviously he powered her down. I mean, he could be 50 pounds lighter than her, but he's still going to overpower her. Right, just muscle density, things like that. Right. Um, so, that my thing is, I think that I think that he was being hustled by this hooker. Yeah. And, and he's drunk. He's in a rage, so he's trying and it, to find yeah. He's her. pissed off because now he knows that that he was just hustled and mm-hmm. she stole his money, and that's why he's and Bertha Franklin is and and I can't blame Bertha Franklin. No, all she knows is this crazy naked guy in a in a in a coat is literally breaking down her door, right, looking for a girl coming after her and grabbing her and yeah. fighting with her. Yeah, she she feared for her fucking life. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, now, his friends are like, no, Sam wouldn't do that, Sam wouldn't do that. No, Sam probably would do that, and you would probably do it too, if you just got hustled and somebody stole your money. Uh, I don't believe Sam, and this is, now, now, in in the, like, right now we're in this whole Me Too movement age. However, before that, real quick, yeah. Bertha Franklin was previously a madam before she was a night manager of this hotel. So I was going to get into that. Okay. I was going to get into that. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been... The whole thing was a setup. A con. Yeah. Between the two. Oh, yeah. Absolutely possible. Like, he could have... Like, it, it may not have even been, like, set up or, may, you know, it could have been like, hey, I'll give you a cut of the money. Yeah. Just say say that this happened, you know. And maybe he did break down the door, but maybe he never attacked her, and but she just shot him. Because well, obviously he ends up shot. Yeah, this Hacienda was known as one of those, like, no-tell motels, like, yeah, basically, like, you could rent a room there for $3 an hour. It was a hooker hotel. Right. And usually those hotels are going to protect 
the hooker, not the John. Right. So, so in this in this case, you have a former hooker in Bertha Franklin and a and a hooker in Alicia Boyer. Mm-hmm. They don't know each other. Come on, they're running the con. Yeah. There's 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 a con be run here now. <clears throat> some of the family, you know, they they think that is like, oh, he was set up by like a former manager or whatever because he started the um the a record company the yeah. record company where he at literally wasn't the owner but he thought he was he basically signed over his the rights well, to his work to his well what happened what happened was the other guy put his name on it and then forged paperwork and gave it to to sam and sam never got a lawyer involved to yeah. actually look over uh, you know all the fr- fine print and everything and the actual owner is listed on Sam's paperwork as Sam's secretary, right. but he's the owner and uh-huh. Sam wasn't. And they, and there was like, there's a theory that say, you know, they talk about, Oh, Sam knew he was getting screwed out of money. And, uh, you know, and they, but they think that the, this guy could have had him killed. I mean, there's so many people that they're like, Oh, this guy would have had him killed. That guy could have had him killed. It seems like he got drunk, picked up a whore and then got, that's what gone. I think. I think that, that's, that seems like the most plausible thing. To if me. you want to go with the Occam's razor thing, yeah. that's probably what happened. Right. You know? Yeah. But there's other theories of mafia hit, uh, that, right. uh, his wife had him set up, uh, that like he was becoming more outspoken in the black power movement and the government had him set up. Well, he was, he, well, let's go it's back. Like, his wife did. did what, what, one, one thing at a time is well, his wife cheated on him. And she married Bobby Womack. Bobby started, Womack. Yeah. Stuff with Bobby Womack like two months later, but. The way it just came out, I think it seems like. Well, like so what, 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 one at a time. He was a womanizer. Let's go, mm-hmm. you know, to that. So, so let's let's go step by step. What? Why it could have been possible? He was he was a womanizer, and he would be home. He would get up and leave, mm-hmm. and she knew what was going on that he was going to sleep with. He other, had a friend, Bumps women. Blackwell, who said Sam would walk past a good girl to get to a whore. That's what he said about Sam Cooke. He would walk past a good. I thought you said it. I, I I didn't know the exact quote. Earlier, you, you said a better um, quote earlier, and it was a misquote, but it was better. You said, he would walk a mile past the... Go- I, th- I just add a mile. Yeah, I you added the mile, but I think it adds... some flavor to it. Yeah. It, yeah, it's, there's more flavor. I punched it up a little bit. Yeah, so let's let's get... let's. Hey, Blackwell, listen, if you're still alive, um, just use a quote again, but use the mile <laughs> in it, because it, it makes it better. Uh, so you, you had that. There's a possibility his wife could have had him set up. Sure, whatever. Uh, I, don't, I don't buy that one. So let's go to the next one. Uh, with the Black Power movement stuff, he was rubbing elbows with Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King, Not, more, 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 more so Malcolm X. Yeah, they became King. buddies. Um, Muhammad Ali, Muhammad Jim Ali, Brown. he became really yeah. good friends with Muhammad Ali. Uh, but Malcolm X himself, you know, towards the end. Yeah, uh, he he left the Nation of Islam. He became more of like a because he was a separatist. He wanted like. He was Initially, somebody yeah. that believed that blacks and whites should be separated, and then he more—I think he became more to the Dr. King side of the unity and. and Towards the end, he harmony, absolutely, yeah. he absolutely did. Yeah, he absolutely did, and uh, the nation. Yeah, he was killed by the Nation of Islam. Yeah, as a matter of fact, if you look at our Twitter at Murder My Dude, that was uh, we do every day a true crime birthday and a true crime like this day in history. And a few days ago, I believe it was uh, the 22nd or the 21st, mm-hmm. was the 54th anniversary of Malcolm X's death. He was killed February, I believe, 22nd 
or 21st. I don't remember the exact date. 1965 yeah. uh, in, in New York. It's yeah. crazy because in the early 90s, we were talking about earlier today, we were talking about like music and stuff from uh, like Paperboy, Diddy, Positive K, I Got a Man, Snow Informer. This is all around 1992. Around that same time. So this is 91, 92. It may have been 91. Uh, and even late, late, late eighties, I, I would say probably 88, 89 to like 92, there was like this African thing happening where, um, like t-shirts and, uh, shoes and stuff, they would all have like the African print. I don't remember mm-hmm. what the exact things, like what the, what the, uh, the, the patterns called. Yeah. But the, the, you're talking about the red, green and yellow one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and then when you said that, the thing I thought of was when the Malcolm X movie came out around that time, like the early nineties. Yeah. They you, had the hats. The black baseball cap with the white X. Yeah. When, uh, so many kids had those, had the Malcolm X hats. Yeah. I remember having uh, this African, uh, Batman, like medallion necklace thing whatever it was mm-hmm. it was made out of this like it was like woven or whatever but it was like the african thing we had an african store in philly on south street and again like soul to soul was doing that back to life back like it was just that everything had this like african thing happening and it was the shit like i thought it was so fucking cool i felt more unity and peace at that time i was also in a white neighborhood Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm a kid. I'm a 12. Let, let, let's just say 1992. I'm a 12 year old kid. I don't see police killing black people because I'm in a white neighborhood. Right. So I, I am like doughy eyed and like, yay, black people are great. Like I love crisscross. I love all this stuff. Um, and so when the Malcolm X movie comes out, I see the, the, like the Malcolm X, I was like, Oh, I want that hat. Like I want it to be, uh, just like like Married with Children at the time, Bud Bundy, <laughs> Grandmaster B, yeah, yeah, Grandmaster. That was a Raiders hat more so than a. Did but, he ever do the Malcolm X? No, he didn't do that. But my point is, is is the culture uh, today? It would be called cultural, cultural appropriation. appropriation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you weren't allowed. You, you wouldn't be allowed to do that today. But mm-hmm. at that time, it was like for me, it was like more of a melting pot thing. It was like I was now being exposed to black culture. And I loved it. And I thought it was so cool. You know, like it wasn't just like Sam Cooke stuff. You know, like, like, oh, I knew, I knew black people from old music, but then I found out something. Uh, well, well, let me let me finish my thought with this. I, I thought like all the black culture stuff was really cool in the early '90s. You know, like I was really, really, really into that. Like I said, I would go to South Street and I would go to the African shop, and they were so welcoming. Like the people that worked there, and it wasn't like, hey, white boy, this isn't for you. Like they were selling, you know, they were selling me necklaces and shit. Like, and I would buy like beads and stuff, and I loved it, man. I loved. Uh, I was eating it up, you know, I was eating all that stuff up, not thinking that like, I was just a white kid that didn't know shit about the black community at that point. You know what I mean? I knew what I knew from commercialization stuff. Mm -hmm. What I found out more about Sam Cooke in the documentary was like when Sam Cooke was doing that crooning, almost a black version of uh, Frank Sinatra, he was doing that basically for white crowds because... When he was doing music for black crowds, woo, it was different. He was more like Little Richard, like energy. Well, yeah, and and because he took that rock and roll and put like the, more of a gospel swing on it too. And and a lot of people will see Sam Cooke as, if not one of the, if not the inventor, one of the real inventors of soul music. Yeah, and like Motown, a lot of stuff kind of came from like like seeds he planted. He 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 was so like his voice when. 
when you hear the like when you hear him sing like you send me and shit like his voice is so smooth and crooning you know you could kind of snap along to it and bob your head a little bit you know but when he was in front of the black crowds they were like in in, in the documentary it was like oh sam like was that was like the real sam cook because now he's got that grittier voice and it's coming out and he's singing differently and all and to me i was like is it though is that the real sam cook or is sam cook somewhere in the middle and he was just a great showman, and he knew what he was doing. He knew his audience, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and he was very conscious of the business side of it and, and this that part of it. He he, knew, he was so smart. He was ahead of his time, as where now you have these like artist producer people and and like people who know their brand, and and that that was Sam Cooke. Right. All right. So so just to summarize, Sam Cooke is at this uh, this this restaurant. What's the name of uh, again? Uh, it keeps escaping me. Martoni's. Martoni's. Yeah. Apparently, that's just where people went and. Yeah, it was like the spot. Yeah, people yeah. went and hung out at Martoni's. Meets a hooker, but they say this hooker's there. She. Yeah, she's fishing. Yeah, she's there. Yeah. She's known to be there, and mm-hmm. apparently he's. I don't know if, if. See, I also watch this, like, uh, this conspiracy video that had, like, different theories, and uh, that kind of just got mixed in with, like, I watched that like back to back with the with the Sam Cooke thing, so it was like, or the remastered mm-hmm. Netflix uh, special. So I was like, "Ooh, which one was real?" Because um, I don't remember if if she was there and met him before, like if that was part of the remastered one, mm-hmm. or that was just this conspiracy dude. Because I think his name's Conspiracy Dude or something <laughs> like that. Okay, the consp- the conspiracy dude is what he called himself, and some of it I watched totally unobjective. It oh, sounds like it was so silly. <laughs> some of the stuff is really silly, but anyway, uh, to summarize, he he meets her, takes her back to the hotel. Uh, she says that she didn't want to be there. He tried to rape her. Obviously, didn't fucking yeah, happen. She said she went to the hotel itself under duress. Like, like I said, like she she's telling her how pretty she is, right. not how pretty he is. This is my thing, yeah. and let's just. Look, just listen listen to me this is why when people wear the shirts and it says believe women i can't i can't believe when i have to believe evidence i have to believe stories you know i have to believe what makes sense and it's not like oh well you're coming from a you know you're a man you're a white man so of course you're gonna say that you know somebody was a right i just can't believe every every single person that claims rape was actually being raped you know mm-hmm. and i think it's it's a, it's a real discussion and needs to be had I think it's a it's a it's a it's a touchy subject. It's a, it's a hot button issue. Uh, people don't like to talk about it, you know. But th- I think that's I, I think that's the thing today is that people do turn their heads. People are uh, uh, really sensitive or high highly sensitive. Um, and when you go to talk about something, when you t- like it, discussions need to happen, and when they don't, you know, things like that happen, and then it's just like because people don't want to have rational conversations. It's like well, it, when I see. When I see the, like I see you, you get uncomfortable with certain things because you're, you're, you, I know you and I know how you're, you're like, yeah, because you get uncomfortable because then you know how other people are going to react to things instead of just having the conversation. Like I'm trying to have a conversation with you. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not worried about somebody that's going to get upset about it. Like I don't want to upset somebody, but my point is, is that like I'm going to talk about it and I'm not going to just keep quiet because it's a sensitive uh, subject. So when I see somebody that has a t-shirt that says, believe women, I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that because it's like, believe evidence. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's, that's where I have. And, and this is like, 
Like, back then, he would have been me too Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It's an entirely different world when we, you talk about the 60s. But we know that, like, if those people that are around today with this Me Too stuff, they would have, to, if they were around back then, and she was like, he tried to rape me, like, the, Sam Cooke would have been Me Too'd. And people would have been like, he deserved it. He tried to rape that woman. Right. But we know now that that's not that we know that that's not the case. Every everybody that knows him is like Sam was not that type of person. <clears throat> if you look at the case, this girl was a hooker. He had this money. She threw his pants out the fucking window. The money's gone. Right. You know, it's missing. She's gone. Um, but she claimed he was trying to rape. It's like, why would he have to do that? And in the aftermath of this, uh, Boyer was actually found guilty of second-degree murder in 1979 in the death of a boyfriend. Right. And uh, Bertha Franklin actually tried to sue Sam Cooke's estate for $200,000 because she said she had, had she was forced to quit her job after death threats and things like that. So she tried to sue Sam Cooke's estate but lost. Well, what kind of world do we live in, man? <laughs> it's fucking nuts. I don't know much about history. I don't know much biology. <laughs> That's a Sam Cooke song. That's, yeah. Yeah. You got it? Yeah. Good. I got it. I picked yeah. uh, pick it up what you're putting down. But it's funny because one of the last things we were talking about was uh, how Sam Cooke was very conscious of image and marketing himself and being different for different audiences. Mm-hmm. And one thing we learned on that uh, remaster thing is how the the what we see of think of as a quintessential run dmc look yeah came from jam master j jam master j yeah because they were wearing like plaid jackets yeah. and stuff like that yeah they had like blazers on or whatever plaid blazers and it was like they they, they were talking at like i guess like the week before <coughs> oh I'm, I'm a little wheezy um talking about like the week before about like you need a look and jay comes out with the black Adidas jacket, the uh, the the hat that he was wearing—I forget uh-huh. what, what type of hat it was—but yeah. uh, but it's the Run DMC hat and the Adidas shoes with the, no laces. Yeah, the yeah. shell tops with or shell toes uh, with no laces, the tongue sticking up, and how they describe it are like tongue sticking up like tombstones. Yeah, like tombstones. Yeah, which was a prison thing because then they show people in prison would right. have the Adidas with the because uh, well, you could have laces. Laces, yeah, because you might hang yourself. Yeah. Right. Uh, I remember that. I remember uh, a buddy when I was like 15 or 16, uh, he would get arrested all the time and he was always talking about like in the cell, how they would have to take, they would take their laces out, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, so I know a guy, I'm not going to say his name, sounds a lot like my name. He got arrested and uh, when he was in, in prison uh, for like about five days, he, he was on uh, suicide watch and he had to wear a suicide smock. And the shoes that they gave him, do you know what suicide smock is? It, no. It's a. Uh, it's basically like this this velcro, like real thick material. Because when you're on suicide watch, mm-hmm. it's from what I've heard. I mean, you know, it's not like I know it firsthand or anything. But uh, you obviously you can't have anything that you're going to harm yourself with. You know, uh, I mean, you could throw yourself against the wall, yeah, or something like that. But you're not allowed to have books or. They're pencils. not going to make it easy on you, right? Uh, but and and they don't give you like a soft blanket. They give you this real. Th- thick material blanket it was like this green i guess it's like hard to turn into a noose or impossible to turn into a noose right from what i heard it was this green Mm -hmm. uh material and then a suicide smock is it always green do you know i wonder if it was just this one person's account from from what i know of that particular thing it was uh that and he also had a uh because he was a bigger guy 
he was he was wearing like one color mm-hmm. like jumpsuit right. when he went in, but then they ran out and he had to wear black and white stripes. Oh, okay. And like <laughs> and a little domino mask and a bag of no, 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 sign no. on. He didn't and uh but yeah. but somebody uh some asshole goes to him and he goes Robble, robble. Like, and, and people were laughing. And, and guess what that fat dude did? He was like, you make your joke about rubble, rubble. But as you're sitting here, I'm getting out today and I'm going to go eat McDonald's. All right. So rubble, rubble, motherfucker. Hmm. That, I mean, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. Right. Uh, but the suicide smock is this heavy, heavy material. Uh, it's Velcroed. You put over your body. It basically looks like a, like a vest, like a, mm-hmm. like a bulletproof vest. Right. And you wear, you cover yourself with it, but you can't, you know, uh, you can't, I guess you're not wearing a jumpsuit and because the jumpsuit material is too thin, mm-hmm. but you yeah. had these shoes. You had uh, the prison shoes. Right. Which are basically like Keds. Remember Keds? Keds. Yeah. Yeah. Had a little label on the back, a little blue label. Yeah. Like rubbery. Just as prison. Oh. I don't doesn't. remember. I don't remember it that. It should. Point. It's just a prison bitch. We don't want to say prison bitch. It's no. a completely different thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he uh, he was uh, locked out. He was twenty three hours mm-hmm. in his cell, and uh, he was allowed out for one hour to shower and make a phone call and make the uh, prison guards laugh. Ah. Yeah. That's what I heard. Okay. Okay. Did he kill Jam Master J? He didn't. Okay. He didn't. Who did? Who did kill Jam Master J? So, in the remastered uh series on Netflix, mm-hmm. man, that one, they, they they there's a there's a list of suspects. Yeah, that one is the Sam Cooke one is more of a Sam Cooke biography which right. does touch and, on his his death. And then, like the last 5 minutes it was like he was shot by Bertha Franklin and taken to the, you know, he goes to this hotel. It was like they spent 5 minutes because on we it. We pretty much know who did it. But it's like the why and the situation behind it is a well. We course. know who did it, but like I said, his friends right. and family also think that it was set up and it yeah. was that it was like CIA or it was this or was that or but was we cops, know it was Bertha it was Franklin. Mafia. It's like why did this happen? Is the question. Well, we don't know that it was Bertha Franklin. Okay, it could have been she was the one that said, "Oh, self defense," but right. somebody else could have came in, pulled okay. the trigger, and yeah. she could have just been kind of the fall guy. But it was like, hey, you'll get away with it, right? You know, there's so many variables here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can play with. Anyway, Jam Master J. Story goes, he's in his studio. There's like five people in there. Um, you have to get buzzed in to come up there. He's got his buddy, Randy. What was his name? Do you have uh, the names? I do not. You don't have the names? No. Oh, you didn't do research on this one. <laughs> we watched the thing. We watched it. Uh, we have Rin- think- uh, Eureka Rincon was the one who got was sitting next to him in the lobby. Next to him. Yeah, they were. Got shot in the they, ankle. They were like, so there's like multiple rooms and they're playing video games. Yeah, and then there's people in the recording studio. There's also, right, in the recording, there was, uh, or the control room. And then there's the office manager. It was Randy the and like two other guys. His his buddy Randy. Randy Stretchwalker. Oh, no. Randy Stretchwalker is a person that, uh, somebody who's a suspect killed in 1995. Never mind. Okay. So anyway, I keep saying Randy's because it was his buddy. Randy's sister was like the receptionist. Right. Office like, manager. Or whatever. Front desk. She was the one that had a buzz whoever came up. Like mm-hmm. who, the killers. She buzzed the killer in. Right. Right. She buzzed the killers in. So she knows who shot Jam Master J. Yes. This is my problem. This is where the white guy is, a white man sharing his opinion. This is a problem within the black community, this don't snitch thing. 
Because people think that it's like, oh, but yeah, but if you snitch, you're going to get killed and you're going to get other... Well, I think that's what they said with this. I forget her name, the office manager there. She wanted... She was denied witness protection. Yeah. Like, she wanted to go in the... She's like, I really... And if, if it is something where it was, like... Some people think it was this drug dealer, uh, Kenneth Supreme McGriff, right? Uh, who was like associated with the uh, murdering people, like Irv Gotti and those people. Ja Rule, yeah, yeah. But so lot- there, there, there was a thing where so this is what happens. Fifty Cent is a protege of J Master J. J Master J discovers Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent has a song called Ghetto Quran. In Ghetto Quran, he talks about Supreme and there's another guy, Prince. I think his name. Yeah, I think they called him Prince. Not, not the singer Prince. Yeah, not Prince Rogers. <laughs> yeah, there's like Prince, whatever the fuck this dude's name is. In Ghetto Quran, 50 Cent talks about their drug history and all this stuff. Basically how their, their power structure worked. And they say, they, they take that as 50 Cent snitching. He's a snitch. 50 Cent ends up ends up getting shot, right? Mm-hmm. He gets shot, what, nine times or whatever the fuck yeah, it is? Yeah, something like that, seven times. He, he, gets, he gets shot a bunch of times. Um... He's a protege of of Jam Master J. Uh, they think that Supreme, because Supreme is basically like a fucking like a hitman or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it for Murder Inc. They think that uh, it was like retaliation. Jam Master J. Um, oh, because Fifty Cent at this point is supposedly blacklisted from the music industry. He's blacklisted. They're like, fuck this dude. He's a snitch. He's blacklisted. Jam Master J is like, like ignoring that. Right. So they're like, oh, you ignored that. We're going to come in and, and kill you. Mm-hmm. That's the one theory. That's not the one I buy. Who do you think was behind it? Big D and Lil D. So, um, so Lydia High is the receptionist. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's her name. Lydia, Lydia High. And her brother is, um, Randy, um, was Allen, Ra- right? Randy, Randy Allen. Allen. So Lydia says that the, I guess the shooter had a tattoo on his neck. Right. And it, anyway, long story short, it comes down to basically, I think like Big D was like his cousin or they said it was his cousin. It was one of those things, right, like, you know, yeah. you say your cousin. But I think Big D like, l- literally lived right across the street from Jay growing up. Yeah, yeah. All these people, like, all the people that are kind of implicated in this are all from that same area. Yeah, Curtis Schoon, um, all these different names. There's a cast of characters. It it right. makes for a great movie because there are so many, like, it's like, did Schoon did it? Right. Did Big D do it? Did, uh, do it? did Little D do it? Did a Supreme do it? Did all the is you have all these different people? This is what's going on that nobody knows. The case is still open, by the way. Yeah. So that's why they they say at the end of of remastered that uh, I guess like the NYPD declined to get interviewed for mm-hmm. it because it's, there's still an ongoing case. Yeah, there was a guy who wound up going to jail for something else. Ronald Washington, like Tanad, Tanad, Tanart. Yeah. Uh, and people think he might have been there, but not the Trigger Man. Because I think Lydia High even said he was there. And he said, oh, he was at the barber shop. He said it, yeah. He said yeah. he was at the... Uh, uh, no, yeah. And, and he said that no. Jay told him to go buy bullets, right? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave him $200 that, 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 The, the barbershop was somebody else. Oh, okay. <clears throat> barbershop was somebody else. Barbershop was somebody who said that he was coming from the barbershop. Right. So he's got an alibi. Right. That dude's got an alibi. 
Tenard, I think, was the one that said that that Jay gave him two hundred dollars to go buy bullets for right. for his gun, and he was on. He he says that he was coming back to the studio and heard the shots. Yeah, Lydia says that that's not the case. Lydia says that he was the one that was in there. Right. Um. But she said the one that sh- that shot them had a. Uh, neck tattoo tattoo so also because they have all these cameras and stuff um he was there earlier tanar was obviously there because he was told to go get the bullet so Mm -hmm. he's placed at the scene of the crime that day i think those are from other cameras because the cameras at the studio they had old footage like somebody went in because somebody took the tapes took the tapes yeah so that's what they think that they think that he he took the tapes Mm -hmm. And so they're the only thing that they're playing. So it was all set up. This whole thing yeah. was set up. But they, there was a thing I, I was reading where Lydia High was wanted to give up the shooter, but would only do it if she went in the witness protection. And they wouldn't offer it to her. Well, she said that the shooter had a tattoo on his neck, right? And that the, and people are pointing their fingers at Lil D because he does have a tattoo on his neck. Right, he has a tattoo, and and he killed somebody else that like I think said that he was the shooter okay yeah there's another thing because it's a whole crazy so thing should we stop this and, and and say somebody else did it so we don't get killed <laughs> should we go into witness protection right now <laughs> well you... i am bonaparte nintendo butt yeah and i am you're jackson be... wells no you're be... you're what no you're not oh no i was jackson today wells. i'm jackson wells no oh. that's not how that works tomorrow i'm jackson wells no i'm the man of a thousand names Okay. I'm the one who says. <laughs> um, this is an old Rod and Fez. Yeah. I'm. You're BP Burke. Let's yeah. just look. Here's the thing. The chances. I'll use that... my my real given birth name of BP Burke. Well, it, it's funny though because like, like we're joking around saying that, but um, I was reading on different forums. Is like, it's like. Netflix better like they're gonna have blood on their fucking hands because they're giving out names and they're trying. Yeah. It's like. They're not saying all of these people did it. They're right. saying these are possible suspects. Mm-hmm. You know, you you are able. They were involved in some capacity, right? Like because you know their friends, they're around. I think I think it did a good job, like of saying you know what the possibilities are. Um, like they, there's a there's a there's a theory that Randy Allen had something to do with it because yeah. he was his really good friend and there's all kinds of of theories, uh, just like and it it's always somebody getting robbed too. Like going back to the Sam Cook thing, Sam Cook thought he was being robbed by somebody. Well, you know, if you look at motives for murders, usually like a crime of passion or it's money or it's revenge of some sort. Right. Or if you're talking about like things where like. With this case, you're talking about like drug dealers might have been involved. There's a lot of drug dealers, like Curtis Schoon yeah. and all this. Like, there was there was a thing where where apparently like he took a trip to California, L- yeah, yeah, to L.A. and he gets there and the the guy's not there and it's like because they were going to buy coke. Mm-hmm. Um, and other people are like like Jay Jay wouldn't do coke, but other people are like no, he was doing shit like that. Like there was a side to him you didn't know because right. because you don't always know somebody. Right, and 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 especially when somebody's a murder victim, people are always going to try to think the best of them, and right, and that they didn't do anything to deserve this. You don't and, speak, Ill and, of and the obviously dead. didn't deserve to be killed, no matter what happened. He didn't deserve to be murdered in his studio. It's that whole "you don't speak ill of the dead" yeah. mindset, and and it's like, yeah, how how dare us, you know, speak the truth? Because that right. that's the problem. People don't want the truth. 
they just, yeah, they want to remember the, the best things. Oh, Jay was a loving father and a loving brother and a loving son. And, you know, he was, he was, he was just this great, you know, guy because run DMC weren't, uh, they, they weren't like gangster rap, right? You know, it was more positivity and, and fun. And, you know, I, I mean, I loved it. It was about how hard it is to rock a rhyme. <laughs> rock around the, it's tricky. Yeah, you know it's it tricky. tricky yeah. It's tricky, 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 tricky. Yo, here we go. Okay. Uh, what was your favorite Run DMC song, by the way? Uh, probably it's tricky. Really? <laughs> well, the Walk This Way crossover thing was always cool too, because I liked Aerosmith. Like when I was younger, I really liked Aerosmith. Um, they do. Uh, were, they, were they the ones that did Mary Mary? I think they might have been. Rockbox was cool. What? Uh, you know which one I fucking loved? Loved. The King of Rock, what? Oh, the, the King of Rock, the, the wrestling one they the did, The King yeah. of Rock, what? When they did that one with, like, the DX thing? Yeah, that was, like, later. That was, like, trying, them trying to come back. Like, yeah. They, they, they did have some, like, comeback, like, try to attempts. They had a thing in the mid-90s on the Beavis and Butthead album. Like, Nirvana had a song on that, and Anthrax, and all these... Anthrax actually covered a Beastie Boys song. Stern, was Stern on that one? No. What was Stern on? He had a, he had a movie soundtrack. Yeah, no, there was something, the American Nightmare song. That was on Howard Stern's movie soundtrack. That oh. was him and Rob Zombie. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Back then, it was great. But so, so what was the, what was the Run DMC song? They had was... a song called, like, Bounce on... Oh, really? On... Was that good? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I love that King of Rock, fuck, the King of Rock, whoo. That was great, man. I liked Run DMC a lot. They weren't my favorite, you know, um... It's funny to talk about because, like, all the other stuff, like Positive K yeah. and stuff. But then you had, like, Public Enemy and you had, uh, like, NWA and, oh, boy, were they. Were yeah, they... and that, that was kind of, like, the that was taking, like, a, more of an edge to it. Where... Well, they said that when all, when that kind of rap started coming out because you had, and because without NWA, you don't have Snoop Dogg. You don't have Dr. Dre, obviously. Right. You don't have all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't have gangster rap. You know, like, Ice Cube's not singing Today Was a Good Day and all that shit. Um, like... And, and it was real. I, it was more. That was more of the struggle, you know. Like Run DMC wasn't. They weren't really rack ropping. Uh, what ropping? Ropping. Rapping. Rack ropping. They were rack ropping about the. <laughs> they weren't rapping about the struggle. Right. I'm struggling right now to yeah. speak. Well, you're rapping. It's tricky. You're you're, you're kind of beatboxing. You're. you're... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're just going into that thing. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> you can't help it when you talk about Run DMC. You got to get into that. Yeah. We should start wearing it. You know, it's funny about this thing. Uh, so I still have a pair of Adidas mm-hmm. from, uh, what was it, 2003? He was murdered. Yeah. Right? Yeah. October 30th, 2003. I still have a pair of Adidas from then in my closet that say RIP JMJ. Yep. That I wrote on my, like the, the sole, like the side of my sneaker then. I had a pair of the, the most comfortable Adidas. <laughs> the only problem was is that the soles were so slick. Uh-huh. I couldn't wear them outside anymore because yeah. they were just li- like slide. There, there's no tread. Like curling shoes. Yo, curling is awesome. <laughs> Adidas should make curling shoes. Fuck, cr- maybe they fuck do. Fuck Chris D'Elia, by the way, because for I, I like Chris D'Elia, but like fuck him. He doesn't like curling. <laughs> Everybody should like. How that. do you how do you not like curling? What's wrong with you? I don't know. Do you like shuffleboard? Growing up, I, I never really played it. I always played like it uh, was had at the bars. So yeah, like the bowling one where the pins would go up. I would play that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, shit was fun, man. Because I was, I would always, my dad would always like somehow like they, I, they were okay with that's me the having, shuffleboard I'm talking the about. I thought you meant like the shuffleboard like where it's on the ground. You had the little like the little like no 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 no, no. Thing. no the 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 kind of like the, shuffle puck. 
Yeah. Yeah. But they just called it shuffleboard. Which, yeah, shuffle. Yeah, that one. The silver. Yeah. Puck thing and the. Yeah. It was fucking weird. Yeah. Why were there bowling pins? I don't know. Why couldn't they just figure something else out? I'm like hot question. dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah. Why would you? Why would you want to hit hot dogs? Why would you want to hit bowling pins with a fucking? Because it's, it's puck? Tr- you're trying to replicate bowling. Why would you want to? But you were doing. You, but you were doing shuffleboard. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Um. Man, you think there was ever like a shuffleboard dispute like there was with uh, Proof? Maybe. Uh, cool. that'll, that'll come up in the yeah. future. It's going to be a future episode. Yeah. Do we want to run through some of these other, like, uh, other smaller cases? Yeah, oh, sure. uh, another thing, because uh, um, obviously Jam Master J was from Hollis. Hollis, Queens. Uh, there was another murder that is still unsolved to this day of a musician in Hollis, Queens. Really? Uh, Jackie Byard, who is a jazz pianist, uh, who had moved to Hollis, Queens. We could just say pianist at this point. We don't need to say pianist. pianist? Yeah. Pianist? Mo- most people are saying pianist. He played the piano? No, he played he the played piano. The piano. But, but he does, yeah, p- pianist? We don't say the pianist. Pianist. I'm going to say pianist, because that's what it should be. You play the piano. You're not playing the piano. You're not a pianist. You're but, not playing but, the piano. But we could say, piano. but out of those two words, we could say pianist instead of pianist, because... It's just, it's too close to penis, and I hate when you say it and people start giggling. I want to smack them. <laughs> yeah. What is that? That was Michael Jackson. So, so get back to this. What was his name? Jackie? Byard. Brown? <laughs> no, that was a move. Huh. He uh, he died in 1999. He, mm-hmm. he died of a gunshot wound to the head. 20, 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, in February. February 11th, 1999. Rest in peace. Uh, so a little over 20 years ago. How old was he? I'm not sure. So he's a, he's a jazz a jazz guy. Yeah, he, he mainly play, he was an instrumentalist. Mainly played the piano, but he okay. did some other things too. And did I love some, I love jazz. By the way, I love jazz clubs. I love the idea of of beatniks and jazz. And uh, maybe that's another episode we should talk about too eventually. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but the uh, with him, it's kind of the similar thing. He was uh, he he lived with his family in Hollis. Uh, they left somewhere around six p.m. He was killed around ten p.m. that night. There were no signs of robbery, forced entry, or struggle. No weapon was found, but it was declared a homicide. And it's still to this day unsolved. Mm. So yeah, so J Master J was not the first or only musician to be murdered in in Hollis. And and it's funny because in the in the special they say like you wanted to move to Hollis. Yeah, because it became like the especially at the Run DMC it became and they they would always they were one of those first people that would really talk about where they came from in their songs. Yeah, like they would talk about Hollis all the time. You had Christmas in Hollis, right? But no, but what I'm saying is, is like Hollis was like a it was little lower bit, middle class. Yeah, it, it was, wasn't the ghetto, right? It was better. So if, if you're in Philly, it's like you're living in Kensington, and then you want to move to like South Philly, right? You know, it's like oh shit, I'm in South Philly now. You like, want to take that next step up the ladder. Yeah, that's so crazy because when I lived there, I just I thought it was way better than. Uh, now I look back, I was like, oh, how did I survive all that? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... so it was we, so nice, everybody's like, everybody got in a fight every day. <laughs> there were always brawls. It's what you know, man. Yeah, it's what you, exactly. It's, what, it's yeah. what you know, you know? You, you, you think that you think that street corner fighting is normal. Like, like that's the thing, like, just kids would hang out on street corners. You don't see that anymore. Mm-hmm. People would hang out on their front steps, or stoops, as some people say. The new street corner is the Fortnite lobby. That's the new that's street corner. That's the, right. It's Discord. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, there's Discord, but in real life, there's no discourse. There is Discord, though. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. That's sad. But yeah, they, there used to be a lot of street corner. I'm sure it was like that in, in New York, too. Like, 
Well, there, there, there oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was. That's actually how you got, like, doo-wop, like the doo-wop groups. Yeah. Uh, because they would hang out on corners and they would start singing and, yeah. you know. Um, well, like, a lot of these people, a lot of them do wind up, like, being around other people, too. Like, well, I think one of the saddest things in the Sam Cooke one was uh, when they had Smokey Robinson on. Because obviously this was done a little while ago. He's talking about how his oldest living friend is Aretha Franklin. Yeah, and she just died. And then she died, yeah. And, what, and how they August? Went, last August? Yeah, last summer. And then they went to school together and everything. Wow. Uh, but yeah, they... Um, I keep thinking... A Stoke- lot of those Motown people grew up together, too. Like, uh, yeah. Like Barry Gordy and Smokey and I think a lot of I keep people- thinking, like, Smokey is so much younger than all these people. I no. realize, like, because he's just such an older, handsome man. <laughs> <laughs> then you got... Uh, 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 we said Barry Gordy. Who's the other uh, Q? Oh, Quincy Jones. Quincy yeah. Jones. Okay, so you have Quincy Jones, who I don't find to be uh, a pretty man. I mean, he he might be a handsome man, whatever. I I'm not attracted to him. Not, but not his smoky. daughter. Oh. What's uh, Quincy Jones? Rashida daughter? Jones. Oh my. Lord. Who are you more attracted to, her or Smokey? Smokey's a handsome man, but Rashida Jones is. <laughs> you know that you do have a thing for Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones has been my crush for a long fucking time. My lord, I think she's gorgeous. And her mother was a model too. So, but it's just her. There's something about like it's her mouth. Her oh, she's so pretty. God, can we just do a, a podcast just about my love for Rashida Jones? I'm like, what's her name? That's how much I love her. I don't even remember fucking. Name. I just love her face. Oh. We have we have some here. I think we should probably just hang on to like us. We, we, maybe we'll even do a reggae episode down the line. There you go. Where we can talk Marley. about the Bob Marley theory, Peter, Peter Tosh. Tosh. Yeah, or just a Jamaica episode in general. Ah, oh. yeah, man. On 420. Jamaica, my mom, my mom, my mom, <laughs> <laughs> my mom. Oh no. Oh yeah. That's so bad. We're gonna do it. But uh, yeah, just a few. Pop o- it, boy. <laughs> Boom, <my club. laughs> Just a few other real quick ones here. Uh, you had Eddie Jefferson, yeah, who was um, more of a jazz vocalist. And why did he, I see Pittsburgh there? Uh, he was born in Pittsburgh. Okay, he was born in Pittsburgh. So he's a Pennsylvania dude. Yeah, he was a Pennsylvania dude. I uh, wound up doing a lot of stuff in Detroit jazz clubs in the '30s. Oh, Miles Davis. Yeah, there you go. I just uh, Miles, you're skipping right over all this, all this cool shit. Well, what did he get to his murder? Yeah, I get it, I get it. But I, I like the jazz club. See, dude, man, that 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 would have been my thing. You you would have been hanging out. More of the blues scene? Yeah. I would have been more of the jazz clubs. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. But yeah, so basically, the the thing with Eddie Jefferson, he was murdered by a... Um, he was shot and killed in 1979 when he was 60. Left the club with his band leader and was shot walking out of the building. Mm. It was a dancer he had fired. Okay. A disgruntled dancer, a disgruntled ex-employee came in and just shot him. And uh, one from our stomping grounds, speaking of Pennsylvania, from Philadelphia... Uh, John Whitehead was part born of... Born and raised. I, was, I believe he was born. I was, no. Oh, I, you me. were. Yeah, I was born I, and raised. I was, I'm it, a suburbs it, kid. Oh, yeah. I, I'm i from the, the, the suburbs. You're from by where Bam Margera is from. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or his parents. He might have, like, yeah. But, but that area. Yeah. You're the, born in Lima, right? That's where the hospital was. But yeah. that was where you were born. Yeah. Right. Yes. And then you lived... I lived in Delaware County. No, the town. Ta- the, oh, the- I was when I was really I lived in Trainer, which is right by the Pennsylvania Delaware border. So you were you were right by where Ron Bennington's from. Yeah, and Bam Margera's dad and his uncle Don Vito, dude, they were all from that area. Yeah. Uh, if you're a sports fan, Billy White Shoes Johnson was from that area. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man. yeah, and then uh, moved from there to right up right where we met in Collingdale, Pennsylvania, which is closer to Philadelphia. Which Collingdale, uh, the band Thirty Eight Special. Shot a video there, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
uh, who's who's a Johnny Van Zandt, I think it is, it, or as a uh, Donnie Van Zandt. I think it's Donnie actually, Thirty Eight Special. Yeah, because I think Johnny's the new lead singer of Led Zeppelin, and then Ronnie Van Zandt. <laughs> There's a lot of Van Zants. Was and they're all Donnie Johnny. Yeah. There should be a Lonnie. Lonnie. There should be a yeah. Lonnie Van Zandt. Vonnie. Yeah. Bo- there should be Bonnie Van Zandt. Zani. Zani. He's the zany one. They, they have to have twenty seven kids, and it's uh, it starts with Ani and goes to Zani. Yeah. Ani to Zani. Yeah, and then there's Makes there's and then there's sense. Yanni, but it sounds like yeah, like he does things live from Necropolis. Y- Yanni, I was going with the joke. Yanni, Yanni, Laurel. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's one. It's Laurel Vance, <laughs> but it's spelled Y A N N. Yeah, I E. Yeah, Laurel. Laurel Vance. <laughs> Laurel Vance. <laughs> but it's <laughs> anyway. Laurel. Uh, Thirty eight special. So so uh, yeah, Led, Ze- a video uh, Led Zeppelin. What the what? No, wrong. Uh, Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner, yeah. Did I say Zeppelin earlier? No, you just said Zeppelin. I meant to say Leonard Skinner. I am all over the place right now. Let's uh-huh. calm down. Gosh, Easy. I love music. And oh. and we mentioned Miles Davis and we mentioned Ron Bennington. I believe his son is named after He Ron named Davis, his son yeah. Miles after Miles Davis, which is fucking uh, crazy. But then John Whitehead is what we were talking yeah, about John here. John Whitehead. Whitehead was a big player in the Philly soul scene. The- See, this is where we go. Like I, I I'm talking I'm trying to get to Ron Bennington because I like the the jazz stuff, right? Like I like uh, uh, Herbie Hancock st- stuff like that. You are like fuck you and going right back to Motown and Philly Soul. Yeah, I love Motown. Yeah, Philly you Soul. just you it's tunnel vision. That's amazing. Uh, some of the best music ever. Uh, but John Whitehead was part of a duo, McFadden Whitehead, right? And they did a lot of behind the scenes stuff, like musicianship. They wrote songs. They wrote stuff for the OJ's. I think they wrote the song Backstabbers. Uh, and then they had some big hits for themselves. The biggest hit they had was Ain't No Stoppin' Us Now, which was a, a big hit. And then it also became like a sports anthem in, in Philadelphia right. for the Sixers when they won their, their championship in 83 and the Phillies in 1980. Uh, but John Whitehead was murdered uh, in the mid-2000s. He, he and a mechanic friend were making um, repairs on his SUV on Dallas Street in Philadelphia behind his house. Two gunmen came up and opened fire. Probably because it's a fucking awful street name. Yeah, yeah, especially in Philly. Yeah, why would you? Yeah. You should just change it. We call it like Sydney Crosby Avenue. Yeah, yeah, you should just name it Philly. That's disrespectful. Philly you Avenue. Do that. Like, why would you call it Dallas? That's, that's, you shouldn't. Just Dallas Street or Avenue? Uh, Dallas Street. Yeah, call Philly Street. That, that's disrespectful. You shouldn't do that to somebody. What? Change the name of their street or give them a nickname like that. What do you mean? Because there's a player on the Eagles now, oh, Dallas, Dallas Goddard. Goddard. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, we've got to change your name to Philly Goddard. Because you're playing in Philly. Yeah, they called Philly Goddard, and he, he was like, my name's Dallas. Like, <laughs> like yeah, he, he kind of got bothered by it. It's whatever. funny, because there's a, uh, uh, the Philadelphia Wings lacrosse team, which just recently came back. They had a goalie for a while, Dallas Elliott. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's not the first Dallas. Well, there's also lots of people. Yeah, Dallas da- Green was Dallas- the manager of the Phillies. Yeah. That's funny. Not the Dallas Green from City in Color. Not no, the singer. No, a Dallas Green. Yeah. How many Dallas fucking Greens are there? And and the true crime linked to Dallas Green is his granddaughter. Which one? Uh, the, the manager of the Phillies. Okay. His grand... I think it was his granddaughter. It might have been his great-granddaughter was killed. She was a six-year-old girl that was killed in that shooting that uh, Gabby Giffords, this, the congresswoman from Arizona... Okay. Yeah, when I that, remember that. When that guy came in and like shot up yeah. like, somewhere. Like... One of the people that was killed was uh, Dallas Green's granddaughter. Oh, fuck, man. Or great-granddaughter. But to John Whitehead, he was with his friend who was Omed Johnson, O-H-M-E-D, which uh, Ahmed Johnson was a... River Plunge! 
he was a wrestler who would cut these really like undecipherable promos because he had a very gravelly, deep voice who would just scream nonsensical things like wrestlers should. Uh, but this is Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> no, no. So give us an example of what Ahmed Johnson would say. Uh. Well, the, the thing I'm thinking of is uh, there's this thing if you go on YouTube, you can look up "fun with Ahmed." It's these clips from him with a video game. Okay. Where they, it's almost like bad lip reading, but yeah. instead of dubbing over it, they'll have him say what he's saying, but they'll put like subtitles under it. And instead of "listen up, punk," it's "list nut punk." List, list nut punk. List nut punk. List. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. List nut punk. I love that. Uh, because he would always call himself the Pearl River Powerhouse because he was from Pearl River, Mississippi. Right. It was the Pearl Ripper Pearl Whipper Powerhouse. Like P U R W I P P A. It's like a uh, misheard lyrics. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's misheard. So that's. I think it's cl- it's closer to misheard lyrics than bad lip reading. The bad lip reading. Bad lip reading is fucking hilarious, by the way. But so I would do. We we would always do that. Uh you know, miss her lyrics thing anyway, and not try to bring it back to Ron and Fez, but bringing it back to him again. They did a thing like that too. They did a, uh, like, Hey, what's, you know, what songs? Yeah. Did, did you always get the lyrics wrong? Yeah. And, uh, my ex-girlfriend, she did that. What was that? The one song, um, oh, the, the, I think it was the stones. Um, Oh my god! Oh, uh, Beast of Burden, right? Yeah, Beast of Burden. Big suburban. And she thought it was big suburban. Right. She thought it was about the truck. Yeah. <laughs> the Chevy suburban. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Do you have? Do you have one just off the top of your head or now? Uh, I, I just remember from that uh, that that episode of that radio show uh, from Ron and Fez. Somebody thought for the longest time was Funga Lungus time. Funga Lungus time. Yeah. I'm sure there's a million of them. But yeah, and like, everybody has something like that. Yeah, I can't think like, of anything for me personally. It's also like when you're on the spot, you know, yeah. you kind of... Okay, so go back to John yeah, Whitehead. John Whitehead, they think that Omed Johnson, <laughs> every time we say the name, we're going to laugh, uh, might have been the target, but they opened <laughs> fire, and they just... I, I think they might have either grazed Johnson or not even hit him, but they shot... John Whitehead and killed him. Right. And, I mean, he had had some other problems, too. He had tax problems. He went to jail for tax. Was he hit with a Pearl River plunge? No, he was hit with a bullet. Hmm. He was shot. Right. Okay. And, uh, so, yeah, that... And and those are the the ones we really wanted to cover. And, uh, like, we'll revisit this at least once with more broad music. Like I said, I think we might have a Jamaica Whoa, whoa, whoa. They're women. Huh? Oh, broad. Mm. Okay, I get what you're saying there. Okay. Yeah, there you go. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. If I told these boys once, I told them a thousand times, never call chicks broads. That's right. Uh, you don't know where that's from. No. <laughs> uh, but Sam Cooke, uh, what's that? What's the one the, the Saturday Night Two I chicks ain't... on my arm. Saturday Night I Ain't Got No Body. Another Saturday Night, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. I got some money because it just got paid. Because he needs just, uh, some chick to talk to. Yeah, I just wish I had some chick to talk to. Could you call a girl a chick today? No. You can't even call them girls, by the way. You're not allowed to say girls. Women. Because they're women. They're people. Everybody's a person. Just, it's... And then, but because that, that was like the topic of a, like Supergirl. Uh-huh. They, they tried to cover that in Supergirl. Like why she thinks that she should be called girl and whatever. It's it's uh, highly sensitive. <laughs> highly sensitive. I think it's the. Uh, I think it's just what's happening today. Everybody's highly fucking sensitive. Let's talk about something more fun and lighthearted, like people dying in weird ways. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It, it's the way we, and that's why we always finish our show with a little something called "Who Died the Worst." Who died the worst? Where this is a game 
where you give me three... <coughs> where I give you cancer. a cold. You give me lung cancer. <coughs> Excuse me. This is... Okay. This is the part of the show where you give me three crazy deaths uh-huh. that I've never heard before. Right. I have no idea what these You're are. You're hearing these for the first time right now. Right now. And I'm going to take them all in and then give you my opinion. So it's basically it's who it's Jack who Jack's Jack opinion. Pain? Yeah, who 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 died the worst and you're According you're the judge Jack. here. Yes. Yeah. I'm the judge. But you got to trim that Dick, I'm the judge. What's that from? That's an old uh that's an old um novelty song here come the judge okay. judge shorty i think was a big one so i think two people did here come the judge it was actually like controversy because i think two there are two different versions really yeah okay so i am basically the judge uh, you're gonna give me three different i don't know them never heard you didn't didn't tell me any of these so mm-hmm. it's always a surprise and, we, and i always try to do some kind of a theme and okay. the theme today is naturally music mm-hmm so, these are all things that have to do in some way, maybe major, maybe minor, with music. Maybe they're famous musicians, maybe music was involved somehow. That's the premise here. Okay. So, the first death is Jean-Baptiste Lully. He was a French composer, and he would be the one that would, like, conduct the orchestra. Like, you ever see the guys that have, like, the little wand, and they'll, yeah. like, tap it, and then they'll, like, yeah. just wave it? Yes. That was not the way they did it back in Jean-Baptiste's time. Okay. Uh, at this time, you would have a big staff, like like you would imagine Moses having when he parted the Red Sea. Like this big staff, mm-hmm. and you would bang the staff, and that's how you would conduct the orchestra. That's what she said. Banging the staff? Condu- you don't need to repeat the joke. Conducting that orchestra? You don't need to repeat the joke. We can just. Conduct the shit out of that orchestra. All of them. Sam Cooke would have. Yeah. Yeah. That's what bothers Two me. It's like, on his arm. it's like, dude. Sam Cook had women throwing themselves at him like he didn't need to rate. It's just a bit bothered. I think that's what bothers me the most yeah. about that. He didn't need to buy a prostitute either, but he did. <laughs> Evidently, he did buy a prostitute. Well, he was really fucked up. Yeah. He's he just like getting dead. pussy. But my, yeah. my point is, is that he didn't need to rape. Right. She was a prostitute. Correct. She She was, she sells herself. Mm-hmm. That's her job to spread her legs and get fucked. Mm-hmm. And instead he got fucked. I'm so bothered by his death. It is. It is a sad, like it's a sad. Situation. It's it, it, oh, it's so sad that Hallie got, but but just like how this fucking woman. Anyway, go uh, go on. So Jean Baptiste Lully was he a black man? I don't believe so. So I thought we were going with black men. There there is a famous black uh, with it with a French name who um, who wrote. Oh gosh, the old um, it was like a fencing thing, uh, dude. Oh, you, t- you talking about the guy who wrote the uh, Alexander Dumas, the Three Musketeers yeah. guy? Yeah. Yeah, he was black. Well, he didn't die in a weird way. This no, is... he was black, yeah. He was yes. a French black man is what I was getting at. Okay. I, I, so I was asking if this was going to be... No, black. no, no. I thought, because it's Black History Month, we were sticking with black things. I thought we, maybe you were going to do... Okay, so... Again, the theme black. is music. Gotcha. The theme for this is music. Gotcha. So, it's hard enough to find three of these in a the theme without pigeonholing it even more. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, it's difficult. You know, just breaking your balls, right? Jean-Baptiste Lully. I remember him. He's a wrestler. Uh, are you going for Jean-Pierre Lafitte or <laughs> Batista? <laughs> Both. <You can> <laughs> or uh, what is Triple H's wrestling name? Uh, Hunter Hearst Tumsley? No, before that. Oh, Jean-Paul Levesque. Jean-Paul Levesque. Which is basically Jean in front of his actual name. Yeah. Uh, 
Whenever I see Baptiste, I think of this guy who played for the Phillies, King yeah. Baptiste. Baptiste, yeah. He was like a utility infielder. Right, but this guy, like I said, like, I was setting a table here. It used to be done by... It's a nice table. It's not. I don't like this table. It's, it won't hold our microphones properly. It won't hold our microphones. I was going for... I, 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 was, I was with Theater of the Mind. I was oh, going to start we setting... We have a beautiful table. Yeah, it was a nice tablecloth. Uh, it's, I believe it's oak. <laughs> you're, you're an oak. <laughs> <laughs> so Jean-Baptiste Lully would bang this giant staff to conduct the orchestra, because that's what you did back then. And they were celebrating Louis XIV, King Louis XIV's recovery from surgery. He and, just sounds like a Mr. Roger character. And uh, Louis XIV? Friday the 13th. the 13th. He was King Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah this is Louis the XIV. Right. He came first. He came before Mr. Rogers. And... What happened was he banged his staff and he hit his foot. Uh, Jean-Baptiste Lully hit his foot with his staff okay. and wounded himself. Oh. And this is similar to the, uh, Alan Pinkerton last week. The, the wound got infected. Okay. And they were going to amputate his foot to keep the infection from spreading, but he did not want to have his foot amputated because then he could no longer dance. So the gangrene spread. Oh my god, I love him. The, g- the gangrene <laughs> spread to his brain, and then he died of gangrene. God damn! <laughs> how how good of a dancer can this fucking guy in look, France look, be? Jean Baptiste, Jean Baptiste, he could cut a rug. Oui, 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 mon ami, mon ami. <laughs> Your leg, it must be amputated. I will poop it in the street. I, I was gonna. I, I don't know the French word for amputated, so I just went with a French accent. So, so that is number one. Uh, banging your foot with a staff while conducting vigorously, and then refusing to have the leg ampu- foot amputated because you got to dance. Got to dance. I just got to dance. Got to cut a rug. I got to dance. He's like he's, down. he's like Saturday Night Fever. He has to dance. Right. Uh, so number two is a case of drunk diving. Okay. And, um, I know a lot of this from Philly. Dennis Wilson. Do you know who that is? No. Beach Boys. Oh, yes. Uh, he was an original drummer of the Beach Boys, and he did some drunk diving. Okay. Okay, they're on a boat. Yes, they were on a boat. I remember this. I remember uh, yeah. about this years ago. Uh, not drunk driving, drunk diving here. Yeah. Uh, he was on a boat, and he was very, very drunk. This is in December of 1983, the year I was born. Yeah. Uh, he had been drinking all day. He was on his boat. He was trying to recover some items that he had thrown overboard three years before this. <laughs> yeah, because currents don't happen. Yes. <laughs> Water doesn't move. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking well, he, was, he was very drunk. <laughs> so he, he dove overboard <laughs> and... Um, Sorry, I don't mean to disparage the name of... Uh, Dennis Wilson? Fucking Dennis Wilson, but yeah. come on, man. And he dove overboard and drowned. Okay, all right. So, so death number one. He's not getting. You know why? You're automatically disqualified, Dennis Wilson, for being a fucking a tit. You're you're a fucking tit. Go on. Okay, so number three, and uh, this one is not a famous singer. By the way, by the way, this is going to be the first time ever. I already have my fucking mind made up. It's already this one, no matter what it is. It's already number one. Oh, really? It's number one. Okay, because this motherfucker got to cut her up. Well, hang on. Okay. Hang on. Oh no. See. <laughs> Wait a minute. Full of surprises. Wait a minute. This is a story of uh, Jimmy Ferrozzo. All right. And this one also happened in 1983. Uh, nice G- Italian kid. Jimmy Ferrozzo was a bouncer at the world famous 
Condor Club in San Francisco. Okay, I've heard of the Condor Club. Yeah. It was the first topless bar. Okay. Uh, back in the 1960s, in 1964, when Sam Cooke died. And uh, Malcolm X. Yeah, it became it, the first topless bar. And one of the big or things... Or was it... Hold on, stop for a second. Was it MLK in 64 killed, or was it Malcolm X? They were all in the early to mid-60s. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, but they had this bar... The Condor Club, in addition to having, like, topless acts and all this risque stuff, they would do music, too. And one of the cool things they had was a piano that would lower from the ceiling on a hydraulic lift. Oh, okay. So it's after hours that the bar is closed. Uh, Jimmy Ferrozo's a bouncer. And he and his girlfriend, Teresa Hill, um, decide they're going to have sex on top of the piano. Okay. And they're doing it in a traditional way. Uh, Jimmy Ferrozo was on top. Yeah. And something happens where this lift gets mechanism gets activated and the piano starts to go up. Oh, no. And up to the ceiling. Oh, and no. it pins them. Oh, no. And Jimmy Ferrozo asphyxiates. He's in the act of coitus. Mm-hmm. And he's being pinned against the wall. Mm-hmm. And it must have compressed his chest so much that he could no longer breathe, and he died. Wow. Teresa Hill lived. She was pinned under him for three hours. As he died, as they're having sex, he's, she's stuck under him. But she lived. Um, and, and she was stuck there until a janitor found them at seven in the morning. That is... But he, he, he did die. Okay. And, and it, it was such a horrible story that the bar later made a drink called Sex on the Piano. <laughs> fucking Instead of sex on the distasteful. Piano. Sex on the Piano. But tasty. Yeah. So, All right. So so so, so, the, so the, Dennis Wilson's disqualified, so we're down to... This is called Who Died the Worst, not Who Died the Coolest or Funniest. Mm-hmm. Who Died the Worst? The last guy. He died the worst. In 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 the middle of sex, being pinned like, in a piano, and... like the 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 dude with the the, the dancing Frenchman is what I'm <laughs> the I call dancing him. Frenchman is yeah. what I call him. Uh, the dancing Frenchman, uh, like that's the funniest one, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's like, no, I, I need, gotta dance. I need to dance. Like I can't, ha- you can't cut my foot off because I need to dance <laughs> naturally. Uh, it's it's the funniest, but the the it's not the worst because. He could have avoided all that. Yeah, by just cutting his leg. I mean, they, they could have avoided so. by not fucking on a piano, but they, that's the worst. It's, it's gotta be the worst, in my opinion. So I'm going with that. I'm going with the not sex. Not Jeu de No. Uh, the sex on a piano is. Sex on a piano. That's the and one. then they name a drink after it. Yeah. Oh my god. Bad. But congratulations, Jimmy Ferrozo. In whatever name poor is. taste. <laughs> P-O-U-R. <laughs> I get it. Oh my. Uh, so that is your winner. That is who died the worst. Sex on a Piano. And uh, we'll be back next week with more Who Died the Worst. And us. We, we touched on some hot-button issues this week as uh, far as the whole uh, prostitution, rape, women thing. Me too. Uh, so, so, to, so next week I think we're going to make it a little bit... No, I was saying me too. Like, oh. Me, like, oh, well, you did say we. Yeah. Or was that... I thought that was... You were just speaking French. Ah, uh, we. We. Wait. That's how Poirot's. <laughs> that's like, a, I guess it's a Belgian accent, maybe. Yeah, wait. Uh so so I think we should talk about something more lighthearted next week, like maybe Umia Boujamal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that's lighthearted as Yeah, fun. that's not gonna get any that's not gonna be any kind of hot button. Whew. 
That's uh, that's the one that you know. Like already get a little hot under the collar. Yeah, you're speak. you're you're already getting some some angry Philly people. You know, I can hear them coming now. Oh, uh, they're fucking knocking down your door. They're wearing that shirt about uh, Daniel Faulkner. And yeah, the, the jail cell. Yeah, six feet closer to hell. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think, I think that that was what made me look into Mumia. The, those shirts? Those shirts. Yeah. Cause you can see them all over the place. Yeah. Like, we'll, I, we'll, we'll my talk mom more. had one. Yeah. We'll my, talk, we'll talk more about that next week. Is it next week? Or maybe a little sooner. Maybe we'll, tomorrow. Well, that's when we're recording it, but we gotta oh, I stagger to those releases. This is a no, Netflix. I wanted to do two, I wanted to do two this week. To get it in for Black History Month, I wanted to get it. Well, that's we have until Thursday. Maybe that'll be at the, the that'll be a special Thursday episode. Ooh, special. We'll see you next time for more murder, my dude.